We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to the program. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we will be talking about the new films Frozen, Hunger Games Catching Fire, Ender's Game, and Planes. So right now, me and Brianna will be talking about the film The Hunger Games, which Brianna recently saw. Uh, So Brianna, how are you doing on this fine evening? (laughs) This fine evening, I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I am doing very well as well. Um, So tell us a little bit about The Hunger Games Catching Fire. I shall. Well, I've been waiting for for this film for very long, so I'm very excited to talk about it, first and foremost. And this film is basically about Katniss Everdeen, played by Jennifer Lawrence, and Peter Millar, played by Josh Hutcherson. And the both of them, if you saw the first movie or if you read the first book, they just won the 74th annual Hunger Games. And they're all like, what? No. <laughs> they're both, like, really tired and they kind of hate each other. So <laughs> um, they have to go on a victory tour because every year the winners or the winner of the Hunger Games have to go and say, I'm sorry that I killed your district's people, <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> mean. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. They go around and they're like, we honor and respect all the people. Like, forget that we just killed your family. (laughs) But, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, And while they're out on this tour, they become targets because the districts get hope. And it's like, if they can defy the capital, then we can certainly defy the capital and get away with it. But it's not the case because, like, so many people get killed in this movie. (laughs) But it's still a great movie. Um, So that's basically the gist of it. Absolutely. So you saw the first film, obviously, because I know you are in love with Josh Hutcherson and you would not miss out on that. (laughs) See, I needed to find a way to throw in Josh into this conversation. Um, So can you tell me what you thought of the actor, like the new um, actors in this film and what you thought of um, all of the other victors in the film? Okay. Oh, my gosh. Um, For all the other victors, I thought that they did a really good casting. Uh, when I when I read the second book, I read the whole series. So, but when I read the second book, I was like, "Well, who's going to play this character and who's going to play this character?" Because of course, when you read a book, you have a character in your mind. Well, not a character in your mind, but like yeah, an idea of a person. Like. Yeah, or you or you think of oh, that actor would play nice with this character. So I was looking forward to what um, what they would choose. And when I saw 
um, all these people play certain characters, I was like, whoa, that person is that person. And I and it finally clicked because I think one time I thought of an actor that they cast and I'm just like, whoa, I'm a psychic. Um, <laughs> and I think they acted it very well. I liked how Mags was very, um, what's the word? Um, she was very old. I love yes. that. <laughs> <What's the word? laughs> very elderly. Yes, very elderly. I liked how they chose her. So Yeah, absolutely. And I think something that's also really cool about this film is I feel like in the first one, I talked a little bit about this last week, but in the first one, you really only get attached to like Peta and Katniss and Rue, obviously, yes. because Rue's amazing. Mm-hmm. But like you're really, you're like rooting for, you know, Peta and Katniss and you're like, these people are going to be amazing. But in this film, you sort of get attached and like start to feel empathetic towards a lot of different characters. Of it, yeah, it's not just on the backstories and like mm-hmm. they give them more, they make them more human, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just like these people that are trying to like, kill the main characters so I thought it was so challenging because I'm like I love everyone like they can't kill everyone (laughs) no I like how when they showed like for like for certain people that they wanted to team up with in the games like in the quarter quell Mm -hmm. um I liked how they showed how they got there like they're called nuts and bolts and he sacrificed himself for her so this is his weakness and that's her weakness I liked how they like showed it not actually just talked about it but showed it yeah I like that too and I really liked how Katniss wanted to pair with everyone who was like really intelligent but not necessarily like super strong or like Mm -hmm, athletic or anything and I thought that was really cool because they ended up being the people that were like the toughest boom (laughs) mentally like strong you know yeah um so what did you think about the overall visuals of this film because I feel like I feel like it obviously they sort of had a similar characteristics to the first film the visual aspect and the CGI mm. but obviously the arena in this film is a little bit different so how do you think they portrayed that and what do you think about the CGI in that <laughs> CGI uh I was looking forward to seeing how they did the smoke and the like the uh, the clock, yeah. I was, I was really looking forward to that, and I think they did a very good job in portraying it because I like how Katniss was like it says, um, or someone else I can't remember, <laughs> and I saw what this like three days ago. <laughs> uh, I like how when someone says it, I heard twelve, and he's like, and she's like, or twelve districts, and I like how they use twelve just districts as like a similarity, but that's not actually it. It's like really complicated, but. I yeah. like how they twisted the clock and the visual on that was very good because it's not like all you see is water. Mm-hmm. You see like what's around the water, what's going in the water, like who's falling off of the island into yeah. the water. It, I just feel like they made that scene detailed. And I also like, as I said before, the smoke, I wanted to see that so bad because yeah, I like liked... poisonous fog. That was so Yeah. Cool. I like how they, when it came down the um, hill, since it changed um, changed hours, I liked how it just went up against like this, I guess clear glass or yeah, it was clear... like a force field. Yeah, a force field. So cool. I, and I like how that turned out, and I like how like the bats turned out with I her agree with you. pounding against the force field. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host Raven Devaney, and I'm your co-host Brianna Hopiton. 
And today we are talking about the films Frozen, Hunger Games, Catching Fire, Ender's Game, and Planes. So right now me and Brianna are discussing Hunger Games, Catching Fire, which is in theaters now, so be sure to check it out. Yeah. And we were just talking all about how um, we think the visuals really played off very nicely um, and all of the like the different challenges that went on in the book, how they were visualized and how cool that was. And um, yeah, I thought it was really cool how they did the clock spinning. And like you said, with the water and getting to see the actual rocks moving but that I feel like that scene was so stressful because I yes. was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I just can't. Oh, but I thought that was actually I thought that was actually really cool and very well done. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you thought. Like, do you have a favorite character? I know we discussed a little bit the actors, but is your favorite character Peta, or do you are you gonna surprise me with someone I'm else? I'm gonna surprise you. My okay, I I, I love Josh. He's he's. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's awesome. I know. <laughs> but I, in the first film, he was my favorite character because, as you said before, it only really focused on the main two characters. So it was like, who else can be my favorite character? Yeah. But in this film, my favorite character would have to be either, I think it's Beatty. I love or, him. Oh my gosh, I love yes. him. Beatty or um, Mags. Mm-hmm. Because. I like Beatty because he's, I just like how he thinks. Yeah. And I love how he's like, you told me that you would keep me alive till 12, so someone needs to stay with me. I Um, agree. I thought it was so sad when Max died. Oh my gosh. And I I love how she went into it and not just stood there. I know. I like I liked it because she was so like, I mean, and she knew she wasn't going to make it in the first place because like, but I just, ugh. That, that part, I was like, no, what is yeah. she doing? I was like, so, so heartbroken. Um, so tell me a little bit about the soundtrack. What did you think of it? Oh, girl. <laughs> I love the soundtrack. When they had a commercial on the TV before I saw this, and they're just like soundtrack by Ellie Goulding and the Imagine Dragons and all these different artists. And I was just like, well, I'm looking forward to the soundtrack and see what they see what they um, do with it. And I, when I saw the film, I was I some of the some of the songs I didn't even recognize they were in there. I mean, not recognize like the song, but I didn't even know they were in there. It was it felt like they were just played in there like you couldn't you could hear it but I feel like they were acting to the music not yeah. really dancing but like it wasn't they acted and then after after the, the music really like finished, fit in really well I feel like yeah it I feel like they didn't just add it in there they were act, like the music was already in there I feel like that yeah absolutely and like one thing that I think is awesome is because yeah I feel like all the artists that came together for this film was really awesome um and yeah, most of the music that are like the popular artists and whatnot, where it's not just like the original composed music plays like mm-hmm. afterwards, or it's like stuff that the artists <laughs> thought would like, were, like Hunger Games inspired them to write the stuff. But I feel like the original like um, composed music for the Hunger Games is incredible. Like I love yeah. the um like the district sort of theme song kind of, yes. which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also yeah, I just think it went along really well so talk to me a little bit about um costumes and makeup what did oh you my think gosh. in this film oh because my gosh. the district is crazy 
my I love how when they went into the Capitol, you could see everyone like you could see that the Capitol and the districts were totally two separate things. Yeah, because in the districts, it was like worn and and nothing was really new. They couldn't afford anything. They couldn't afford food. So they couldn't afford uh, clothing. I mean, and then you go into the Capitol and everyone like like fake eyelashes and (laughs) poopy dresses paint. And, and one part oh. that I thought was ridiculous is they they have so much food there and everyone eats so much. And yes. Peter's like, Peter's like, oh, I'm full. I can't have any more. And they're like, oh, have this drink. It makes you get sick so you can keep eating. And it's like, how terrible. Like, there are people starving. And, yeah. like, you just eat a bunch of food and then, like, drink stuff to make you be able to eat more. Like, how terrible. That's awful. Yeah, uh, I- but I thought it was it was very lavish looking and they did a good job of separating it. Um, so I really quickly, it's... before we're out of time, tell me yeah. what age rating you would give this film because I know it is pretty violent. Um, I give this film, thir- I, not I give this film, <laughs> um, I recommend this film for ages 13 to 17, because before I saw this, I was just like, oh, I don't think that's the right age range, but after it, I definitely, I definitely agree with that for some language and some intense violence. I absolutely agree with you. Well, let's take a break. Bianca, thank you so much for telling us all about Hunger Games Catching Fire, and be sure to go check it out because it is heating up the big screen. See what I did there? Fire? <laughs> yep, heating yep. up. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna hope And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN. Or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? 
If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And you are listening to Voice America Kids. So right now we have with us Kiefer and Jerry, and we are going to be talking about the new film, Frozen. So, Kiefer, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I'm doing very well. And Jerry, how about you? I'm doing just wonderful. How about you? I'm doing very good. Um, so, Jerry, why don't you tell us a little bit about the storyline of this film? Well, basically, Frozen, it's like in the medieval times when there's kingdoms and stuff. And a little girl, she gets struck by her sister, which has all these cool magical powers and stuff. And the little girl survives, but she doesn't remember her sister's powers, doesn't see her sister for a very long time. And when she finally does see her sister, it just ends in tragedy. They have to go on this big, big quest to find the sister, and it's just crazy. Well, that sounds like a very intense plot. And I heard that this film was loosely based off of the um, children's story Frozen, but very loosely because I I feel like it's almost like a prequel to the story that I grew up with. Um, But Kiefer, what did you think about this film and the visual aspect of it? Visually, it was marvelous because we have um, Elisa, who is has the magical powers of ice and snow, played by Dina Menzel, who does all these magical things with ice and everything, and it looks so wondrous. And in fact, this is actually one of the attractions at the Disney um, Colors of Water, and it looks mesmerizing with what they do with the ice. It feels like it's kind of Kind of like the the lights and the ice and everything. So it's the northern lights and everything. It's beautiful. That sounds amazing. Um, so, Jerry, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you thought of this film in general? Jerry? Sorry. Um, <laughs> some This film was amazing. Something I saw about this film... Unlike a lot of other animated films, is that this film is meant for 3D. Um, because the 3D really brought out the effects, and the animation was beautiful, and the voices were just amazing. Overall, it was a really, really good film. That's awesome. So, tell me a little bit about what you thought of the voice actors in this film, Jerry. No, the voice actors did very, very well. You know, they played the motions perfectly, and it was just, it was just a wonderful, wonderful set of cast and I thought they did a fantastic job Uh, so Kiefer why don't you tell me if you have a favorite character or a favorite scene in this film Uh, favorite scene has got to be when Elisa storms out of the castle and sings let it go that and frozen heart are the two uh, but let it go is the best song in the whole entire film in my opinion because Visually, it's fantastic, but the songs really are touching because it if it tells how a 
song should do. Tell how the how the character is feeling in a musical form, and it's just absolutely visually enchanting. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I had completely forgotten that this film was a musical. Um, so do you think that since this film is a musical, do you think it made it a bit more childish? Or do you think that it was done in a way that was enjoyable for all ages, Kiefer? I'm comparing it to Lion King because, that, again, that's a musical animated and it's Disney. And it's amazing. It, <laughs> and it's amazing. And it has your very dark, or not dark, um, deep musical phenomenon. And then you have your kitty kind of comedy release. You gotta get out of there. You'd be like, it's light, uplifting. So yeah, it's not it's not too kiddish. In fact, it's it's mainly for the kids. You got your princes, your princesses, but there it's actually it doesn't make it too childish. In fact, mm-hmm. it makes it even more uplifting. That's awesome. Um, so Jerry, what did you think of the music and the soundtrack in this film? Now the music and the soundtrack in the beginning and the ending, you can actually see music that's kind of like Lion King. Just going back to what Kiefer said, it's kind of like that style of voices, and I just love that how they like got a little style of music from Lion King, and the m- music is just beautiful. Great choices, very very beautiful music, honestly. Mm-hmm. So this film is coming out just in time for the holidays, and it is based around, you know, the colder seasons, Frozen, um, which is perfect for this time of year and the holidays. And it also does incorporate um, a lot about family um, with the two sisters and everything. So, Kiefer, how do you think the um, dynamics and relationships between the characters are in this film? I find it tragic in, in the beginning. Of mm-hmm. course, it's a happy ending and... Uh, I found it very tragic that at least all she wants to do is just be with her sister. And it's not like she's like locked away in a tower. No, she's in the castle with her sister. But all that's keeping her away from her is just a wooden door. And yet it makes it feel like it makes it feel more agonizing because she's just right behind that door. Just say hi to her, but she wants to keep her safe from her power. So it's a very loving relationship by just friendship-wise and not just like your typical prince meets princess-wise. I think that's really awesome that they sort of change the dynamics a little bit and have it be two princess sisters instead of like a prince and a princess and whatnot. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And we have been talking about the films Hunger Games, Catching Fire. And right now we are talking about the film Frozen. And we have with us Kiefer and Jerry. And they were just telling us all about the soundtrack in this film and the visuals. It sounds like a really fantastic film. Um, so, Jerry, why don't you tell us a little bit about the age rating that you would give it? You know, this film, even though it's like you expect a Disney animation, it's like as appropriate, inappropriate as Mickey Mouse, right? Mm-hmm. It is... Um, a teensy bit more inappropriate because you know of the frozen powers and the magical powers it's a bit more scary honestly and a bit more intensified than something else disney's made but uh definitely still for younger ages so i give an age training about five to six to 18 years old mm-hmm. and um do you have a favorite character or favorite scene in this film olaf would be my favorite character because he's just the cutest little snow- magical snowman he is, like, adorable and hilarious, and I remember, oh, you have a thick skull. Olaf was like, I don't have a skull. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's so cute, actually. And my favorite scene is when uh, the Snow Queen, as they call her, 
builds her palace out of, of course, ice, and it's just a beautiful and magical scene. That's awesome. Um, so, Kiefer, do you think that this film portrays any big messages or morals? Uh, yes. Um, it sounds a little cheesy, but it's love conquers all. Um, don't go like, oh, it's just Disney magic. No, it's not like the kind of love like, oh, if you kiss her by midnight, everything will be good. No, it's it surprises you with um, with the sister's love and bond that actually melts the snow away. So that, that was actually a nice touch. I like that they went a different route with that. So love conquers all. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so Jerry, what do you think about the fact that the dynamics and the relationships in this um, film are a little bit different, where it's more of like sibling bonds and less of romantic bonds? You know, uh, this is definitely a lot, a lot better than one of those prince means princess and they fall in love, the end, happy ever after. Mm -hmm. This is unique and very special for a princess movie. And I just thought, finally, they made a, a princess movie like this when it has, like, a bit of everything. And I just love the siblings because, you know, it was honestly heartbreaking to see them like that. Both of them very, very upset for each other. And it's just sad and heartbroken, honestly. That sounds, it sounds like a very touching film and a very emotional film. Um, So... Like Kiefer was saying, uh, he thinks that this film could be for, you know, all ages and a family film. What do you think about it coming out uh, just around the holiday season? Do you think it's definitely something that could bring families together, Kiefer? Uh, yeah, it is. Because we it's, it's kind of everything that the family can enjoy. Like what Disney is, a family um, production. We have... Yeah, you have your bright little colorful characters like Olaf that the kids can enjoy. Mm -hmm. But also the teens can really enjoy the music, especially our other co-host Brianna can she can love this music. Because it's <laughs> well, because it's yeah, whoop, whoop. <laughs> and so yeah, the music is great for like the pre-teenage and the adults can just enjoy the humbleness of just being with the whole family and watching a Disney film. Well, this film sounds incredible. Um, so, Jerry, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Absolutely five out of five stars. This film just straight out deserves it. And Kiefer, what about you? Eh, it's a little bit hard, but I think I'll be generous. Five out of five stars. Five out of five of stars? Well, it sounds like an incredible film, and I personally cannot wait to see it. So, guys, be sure to check out Frozen in theaters. It sounds fantastic. And Jerry and Kiefer, thank you so much for telling us all about this awesome 3D animation. Thank, Thank you. you so much. <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
Kids these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobbiton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we have just finished speaking with Kiefer and Jerry about the film Frozen. And we are about to review the films Ender's Game and Planes. So right now, we're speaking with Kiefer about Ender's Game. So how are you, Kiefer? Doing fantastic. How about you? I'm doing fantastic as well. (laughs) Can you please tell us a little bit about Ender's Game? Always say that. (laughs) Well, Ender's Game is based off the uh, number one novel by the same name. And it's about Ender Wiggin, who is assigned to go to a space camp, pretty much, uh, to learn strategizing and getting ready for defending Earth from an alien species, like last time. And And we go through emotion, we go through tragedy, we go through drama, and it's just a fun sci fi film. Wow. Wow. You're like, to save the Earth from some aliens. See, if I was that age, and they said, yeah, let's save the aliens from, I mean, save the Earth from the aliens, I'd be like, you know what, I'll just get killed by the aliens. Defending. I don't, yeah. Defending. Defending. I, I get you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so who are the main characters in this performance? Main characters is um, Andrew Wiggin, played by Asa Butterfield, and Harrison Ford, who plays Kuna Graf. And many other characters like Haley Steinfeld, Abigail Breslin, and Ben Kingsley. Some big name actors in this film. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say some other actors that I can't really remember, but I'm just no. going to say their names. <laughs> They're big names. They're big names. Big names. <laughs> and how is their acting? Absolutely fantastic. With actors like Asar Butler and Haley Steinfeld, I feel like this is like the coming of age film. Mm-hmm. Like they're 
they've done like Christoph Butler has done Hugo, and now this is the film where it's like up the drama, up the intensity. And it's like I can get out of like the the child movies and get into like more of, more of my kind of style films. So, yeah. and of course Harrison Ford. Sorry, go ahead. Keep, keep going. You you were the interviewee. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly that's not a word, but uh, yeah. Ben Kingsley, of course, Harrison Ford, the big name actors. Um, ben Kingsley plays uh, Mazar Wackman, and they really have a great job getting into these characters. And because it's a big name, you think, oh, that's just Ben Kingsley playing playing a role. Nope. It, I just see Mazar Wackman there. I don't see Ben Kingsley. See, that's what that's what actors are supposed to do. I mean, I love looking at films and being and just not even looking at it, not even. Um, not even like searching for it, but all of a sudden you're just like, I don't see the actor. I see their character, and I and I love those moments where like they're they're truly good at that character, or they're a truly good actor and actress, and I love that feeling. So I get you, dude. I get you. I get, get my vibe. Yeah, yeah I, I get my vibe. I mean, I get your vibe. <laughs> uh, how are the how are the how was the wardrobe and costumes in this film? Because it seems like they're very interesting and futuristic-y. Futuristic, yes, they yeah. are. Then, unlike, um, like maybe Star Trek, shirt, um, colorful T-shirt, and then some mm-hmm. pants. No, it's just like it's really, it's really <laughs> cool body suits that, uh, that and helmets. And I saw the like the cover of the book, and it looks absolutely like, like the book how it describes it. And yeah, the the wardrobe's fantastic. It it is futuristic, but you still get that kind of touch. Like this is a little bit. Like maybe twenty years above our time. Yeah, but not two, not like five thousand years. <laughs> wouldn't think so. I, okay, if the fan of the book don't don't the fan please the fan of the ah, the fans <laughs> of the book don't don't yell at me for this because again I'm not the biggest background on in this game. Um, yeah. See, I get you. I get you. See, I'll read it and I'll and I'll say to you what what you got right and then we'll be on the same page. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What is your favorite character? I mean, who is your favorite character? My favorite character has to be Ender Wigan because I just love the way he thinks. It's a very fascinating character of how he it's kind of like he strategizes. He's like his mind is a human computer, but yet he has emotion to it. So it's not totally just robotic, like I mm-hmm. like strategizing, but he, he has really good emotion in this film. And of course, Asad Butler does a fantastic job with this acting. And you really feel the kind of heartbreak he has to go through because this is stuff that kids nowadays wouldn't go through. I mean, he looks about 15 or 14 in the, in the characters, and yet they're going through his military training and going through his hardships that kids can't handle and mm-hmm. I think the actor does a fantastic job balancing that out like transforming themselves into being like no this is what's going on this is this is yeah. our future this is our present I it's like years ago like maybe hundreds and hundreds of years ago they didn't like people I mean kids didn't work kids didn't work as much as we were I mean we don't work but complicated mess yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today, we have already interviewed the, reviewed the films Frozen and The Hunger Games Catching Fire. And we are reviewing the films Ender's Game and Planes. So right now, let's continue speaking with Kiefer about Ender's Game. And we were just speaking about his favorite character, 
which is Ender's Wigan. Wigan. I, I got yeah. it. I got it. <laughs> Ender's Wigan because he's like a computer, but he's not robotic. He's like motion. So <laughs> that's what I got. <laughs> what is your favorite scene? Oh, favorite scene. Okay. Uh, my favorite scene has to be when he's doing a simulation mm-hmm. and there's a big twist. I'm not going to give it away. Don't give and- it away. I won't give it away. Wait, <laughs> I have to give it away. No, I'm joking. Uh, and this is when we see Asa Butler really fall apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's gone through hardship. He's gone through so intense things and almost hurt somebody. And then he finally breaks down like, I did this. I don't feel good about this. But they're saying, everyone's saying, it's you should be happy. But like, but you feel like you know why he's not happy. It is mm-hmm. a fairly dramatic scene. And it's a quiet moment. So I think that scene is done very well. So a lot of, like, non-spoken moments? Uh, not, no music. Just mm. the characters reacting. And, and you can feel, like, all the emotion bottling up. He doesn't just go all break out and start yelling. No, he, he, he walks away. He thinks for a moment. He's, the emotions are just boiling up inside of him. And then finally he just goes, like, stop. Stay away from me. And that is... A, very intense and well done scene. I mean, I love those moments where it's like you, you see actors and actresses in films and they have those moments where it's like everything is piling up on them and they, they don't need to say anything. Like you get what they're feeling automatically because you've know, you, you know what happened. You, you know how they feel about it. You, I mean, you suppose you know how you feel about it and you know how everyone else feels about it. So I love the facial expressions on people and, and I guess their voice, I guess you could say, like their non-existing voice. I love, I love seeing that. So I get, I, yeah. I get you again. <laughs> get me again. <laughs> yeah. Are there any messages or lessons that you found out in this film? Mm. I think the message in this film, I believe it's for, like, Kurnograph, is the kids. That's um, pretty much Kurnograph is, again, trying to put these, pe- these kids into killing machines. Mm-hmm. Which again, I think I just—it sounds a lot like Hunger Games, but no, yeah. <laughs> Hunger Games. Is Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> but again, he's trying to make them into killing machines, like no mercy or anything. But you have to—you have to draw a line between compassion and violence. Mm-hmm. So, and I think they do it very well. But I'm sorry for the fans, but I have to say the ending is rushed, especially with that mall. That's my only problem with it—is the ending. I mean, so, not every film is perfect, so no, you have your things that you don't like, and everyone has their things that they don't like. I it's mean, it's called opinions. Yes, opinions. We all have them. <laughs> How many stars do you give this film out of five, Kiefer? I give it four to five stars. And why is that? It's a very thought-provoking movie. It is an intelligent film. It knows what it's talking about. It knows, and it knows the audience it's going through. Mm-hmm. But it's that just last 25 minutes of the film. <laughs> that just, I'm not going to say it, but I just like, no. It was a perfect film until then. Like, I was I, on the drive home, like, bawling. Like, why did they have to do that? I know it's based off a book, but adaptions. Adaptions. So, adaptions. <laughs> so it's a fantastic film. It's incredible. It's a fantastic film. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> really quick, what is the age range you give this film? Age range, I have to put it at about 14 through 18-year-olds. Mm-hmm. There were some really intense moments. 
in his film again yeah for the uh, older for the older audience and it's and it is meant for that and it is meant for this kind of audience it's for a book for the pre-teens book for for teens to be like hunger games all that kind of stuff Ooh. so yeah it's it's 14 through 18 okay i'm 14 so i will totally see that <laughs> Check it out. Yeah. Well, Keeper, thank you so much for talking with us today on telling us all about Ender's Game. Thank you so much. I need to get off that. I need to get that off my chest. Ooh. Yes, yes. We all have things we have to get off our chest. <laughs> Please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host Brianna Hobiton, and I'm your co-host Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobiton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we again have with us Brianna, and we are going to be talking about the film Planes, which is now out on DVD. So Brianna, why don't you tell us a little bit about this film? Well, I, sh- I-, I will tell you about the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dusty, voice of Dane Cook, of course, is a basic crop dusting plane. Like they, I think I talked to my dad about what crop dusting is because I had no idea. And I think they put like gas over the 
over the plants to make them grow and sprout <laughs> and live their lives. <laughs> and Dusty has big dreams. He he's always wanted to be in the uh, in this race where uh, it's they go around the world or they go to specific places around the world and they have to come back in a certain amount of time. And he's afraid of heights. Oh my goodness! So, <laughs> I I when I heard about this moment, I was just like, "What? That can't happen! What?" So, um, he's afraid of heights, and but his mentor Skipper, voice of Stacy Keach or Keish, I think it's Keach, um, he is basically depending on him to get him through this, to get him through the race, to get him through basically the audition, if you want to call it. And it's basically how he goes through the race and how he goes through training for the race. And it's just it's just a really good film. That sounds amazing. And I actually, I'm like in love with Dane Cook. So the fact that he voices in this is incredible. Um, so what do you think of the rest of the voice actors? The rest of the voice actors, I'm just going to name a few because I can. <laughs> There's Brad Garrett, voice of Chug, and then Sinbad, voice of Roper. And then Terry Hatcher, I believe, is, I mean, yeah, voice of Dottie, I think. And Entertainer, voice of Leadbomb, and Cedric the Entertainer. And all of these actors, I feel like, I feel like they did one of those films where it's like, we're going to make this film and then we're going to put all the actors that we all know. Yeah. It's not like new actors or, or actors that you barely know. It's like all the new actors, all the, like, not the new actors, all the actors that we all know, the voices that we all know. Yeah, the and people I that we know and love. <laughs> people that we know and love, yes. Um, when I heard this, when not, not I heard this film, when I watched it and I heard all the voices, I was just like, oh, that's Sinbad, oh, that's this dude, oh, that's that dude, oh, that's Cedric. And I was so impressed with myself because I knew all the people. <laughs> and um, I, think, I thought they did a great job. The comedy in this film with Sinbad and Cedric w was amazing. And I laughed. I like to laugh, so I laughed a lot. And the other characters were great and incredible because they fed off of everyone else very well. So I thought that was good. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about the animation and the style and what you thought of it. This is a newer film, not newer as in like today newer, but it's century. It's modern. Yeah, it's a modern film. <laughs> it's mo it's a modern film. So it really has gone far from, from I guess the first Peter Pan or, or the yeah. or the first first animations I guess you could say, and I it's gone a long way. It was very clear. Um, I liked how, when they flew, the smoke came out of their little like whole thingies in the back of the plane. <laughs> I don't know what they're called. But I like how the smoke like went across the camera like to blur you like you were oh, that's there. Awesome. Yeah, you were there with them. And I just like how the visuals were, how they looked at the planes and how they looked at the plane that was almost a car, but he wasn't a car, but he was kind of a car. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I thought that was good, too. Yeah, the animation definitely looked very similar to the film Cars, um, which I have seen so many times because my Who brother hasn't? is absolutely obsessed with that um, movie. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see that it was sort of branching off into different lines of machinery instead yeah. of just cars. So I thought that was... I thought that was awesome. Um, so tell me a little bit what you thought personally of the storyline, because when I was um, watching the trailers for this, I was like, this could be a really, really awesome, really cute film, or it could just be like, eh, so what did you think? 
are you are you sure you want to ask me that? Are you sure? I'm I'm positive. Okay, okay. <laughs> when I saw this, well, not when I saw this film, but when I saw the previews for it, mm-hmm. I had just watched Turbo. And I I uh it's like they saw Turbo and then they remade it, but planes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> because in Turbo, he wants to be in a race, and then in Planes, he wants to be in a race. And I feel like they copy that, or someone leaks some information. And then how I liked how they used cars, like, since it did branch off from different machinery. <laughs> um, yes. I liked how they used planes and cars. I, I don't feel like um, it was too much like cars. Like, it was basically just a, a third movie. Um, I thought they did really well with like dividing the two. It's two totally two different two different films. I just feel like they copied off of Turbo. I would have liked to see a little bit more originality and uniqueness, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Uh, today we have been talking about the films Hunger Games, Catching Fire, Frozen. We have also been talking about. Um, the film Ender's Game, which is incredible. And right now we are talking with Brianna about planes. And she was just telling us all about the animation and how it is very similar to the film Cars um, and also the film Turbo, but she really Mm -hmm. likes it and it's really good and it has some awesome voice actors in it is what I'm hearing. So do you think you have a favorite character in this film? My favorite character must be Roper, which again Mm -hmm. is Sinbad, because he's very, very funny. It's like he's very blunt, and I love people who are like in films that are blunt because whatever they say is funny after yeah. that. Because <laughs> it's like if someone has a bad dress on or it doesn't fit them right or it, they don't look good in it, yeah. like Roper will not be like, Yeah, they'll be like, That dress looks really bad. I'm sorry. Goodbye now. Like it's it just so blunt, and it, it just cracks me up. Whatever he says cracks me up. That's awesome. And do you have a favorite scene? My favorite scene is when uh, Skipper is teaching Dusty how to, like, fly above his usual, like, usual perimeters, I guess you could say, because he is afraid of heights. So he has to get him up there so that he can, he can not be afraid of heights when the race happens. <laughs> um, so, because that'd be really bad. When um, Chug and Dottie, I think, yeah, Chug and Dottie are talking and like they're whispering off to the side while skipper is trying to train um dusty so when they're talking skipper's like Shh, be quiet be quiet and they're like they're straighten up and they're just like okay but they they keep like whispering to each other like we'll talk later um <laughs> i just love how they say that because it's like we're not supposed to be talking anyway but we'll talk later um i like that scene because it's very funny and I just like how Skipper says, you have to be quiet, because he's very determined and he's very focused. So I like that scene. Mm-hmm. So talk to me a little bit about the emotion in this film, because I know obviously having it be an animation and a children's film, it obviously embodies um, some you know, comedic aspects of it, but obviously there has to be a conflict in it, otherwise it wouldn't be a movie. So talk yeah. to me a little bit about the other emotions that are incorporated. The other emotions, there was, like, a little bit of a romance in here. Um, Ooh, of course. <laughs> yes, of course. And a little bit of romance, and then, a li- like, of course, the race. And I guess the conflict in this race would be 
in this, I guess, film, you could say, would be he is afraid of heights and he's getting bullied. And bullying, I, I, oh, like, I know everyone doesn't like bullying, but I just have this strong... You're like, I cannot like, stand that. Yeah, I can't stand it because it's like they did nothing to you. So when he gets bullied, I feel like I feel like I, I can understand him because I've been bullied. I mean, who hasn't been bullied? Yeah. So when I see him, not his facial expressions because he's a plane, so <laughs> it's not like he's human facial expressions, but when I see him, it's like I, he just doesn't let it get to him. He doesn't let it, he's like, well, he doesn't come back with a smarty remark, but it's like, you can't get to me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to prove you wrong. And I love that because so many people, to actors and to, pe- and to cooks and to all these people who want to do things in their life, they always say, you can't do this. And I feel like you get more fuel to do what you want to do by someone telling you you can't do it. I absolutely so, agree with you. That's see, like we, yes. been my life motto. Like it's, <laughs> it's like that type of stuff fuels you to go fa- farther. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny, but I'm going to throw out another joke. Fuel and their planes. Oh, <laughs> we're hilarious. All right. So quickly, for out of time, how many stars would you give this film? And what age rating would you suggest? Okay. I will sell those. Well, I'm going to start with the age rating. I give it to 7 to 13 because it is a children's film and it is an animation. It, but it was very interesting, so I think that the whole family would love it. And for the age range, I give it 4 to 5 stars because, although it was an outstanding film and an incredible film, I feel like, again, they could have a little bit more originality. So. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about Planes, which is out on DVD now. So, guys, be sure to check it out. And, Brianna, thank you for for being with me and being an awesome co-host. Glad you're not sick anymore. We missed you here. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, see your favorite up-and-coming film critics, and find out how you can be a part of the Kids First family by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton. And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. these days are so connected to the media that they can't help but be surrounded by news and politics. Today's kids get more information than kids of past generations, and because of that, they have more informed opinions. Kids today may not be able to vote yet, but they can certainly influence voters and issues with their voices. Tune in every week for America Today and talk about the issues and influence the decision makers. America Today airs every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. 
Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 